Take the shuttle from your hotel back to the airport to get on the MIA mover, which is the airport shuttle that takes you to the tri rail connection. Tri rail. Then you get on the tri-rail and you take that to a stop near Hollywood, Florida. Near Hollywood, Florida. Florida. Where you switch to the 7 bus. It is nearly impossible to express how pedestrian unfriendly Miami, Florida is. Anything that I would say will sound like hyperbole, but this is absolutely insane. Oh, I really feel, I really feel for all these people in their cars. I mean, I'm about to get in one for this tour, but so far I've not been in one. There's no shade. I'm standing in the shade of a tree outside of a house next to a six-lane surface street. Three lanes in both directions, 50 miles an hour or more. I had to cross at this pedestrian crossing. And dozens and dozens of cars were just waiting for me alone to cross. And then they could go again. So now I'm waiting for the bus under this tree because there's no shade structure at the bus stop. This is heady, man. You're really on your own down here. You are really on your own. And on the 7 bus, you will meet Camille. Yeah, we're, I'm doing a part of a tour. So I'm going... We're going like Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Deerfield Beach. Sorry. And then over to like Fort Myers and Gainesville. And all the way up to Pensacola. Yeah. It's me and like other songwriters going around. So. 
Camille tells me that she is a singer and that her signature song is Hotel California. And she says, if I ever need a backup singer, to get in touch with her. And she tells me this heartbreaking story that she's been in Miami or the Miami area, Southern Florida area, for 50 years. And she says she's got to get out. And I ask her where, and she says anywhere. She said she had just left for a little bit because an old friend up in Daytona Beach had offered her a room for 250 bucks a week. And she had paid it and she had a good paying job up there. But he became abusive and she had to leave. That's an example of the encounters you have with your fellow human beings when you are in transit in a public way instead of privately encased in a vehicle. Oh shit, that's a thousand bucks, that's a lot. There's also this wonderful exchange that's going on. The bus driver has a trainer, another bus driver who's standing next to her and instructing her. So she's in training. And I overhear this from the trainer telling her a story. And good thing it happened the way it happened because I had already did my picture, but she told me my picture was too dark. I went to Walgreens. And she ended up redoing my picture, but I don't like the picture she redid. Because I didn't have my makeup on. I had just got off of work. I said, I look like a bus driver, not <laughs> I know I'm a bus driver, but I look like a real so I'm walking around trying to find the beach, basically. A lot of vehicles. A lot of vehicles. It's safe to say that uh, the greater Miami area is car dependent. And in a bus shelter, I stumble upon lawn. I hear one of them bang that there. See how my leg bust go? What's going on here? And uh, I can't get it uh, Oh, it should be. Do you mind if I look at it? Sure, go ahead. Um. Got a long way to ride road. Man, you're so lucky you have a bike. It's It sucks walking around here. You better believe it. Yeah. See that right there, homie? Let's see what's going on. Lon has a huge gash on his knee, bleeding, where he said he had fallen off his bike in a Walmart parking lot. Oh, that whole thing came loose. Yeah, it came a little, yeah. Here, take your water bottle. I fell. You fell? Yeah, I fell my leg, but Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to get that thing out. I just took it to the bike shop. And they're hard to find, but I took it hard to find that. Yeah, see, it's actually, it's kind of yeah, fine. They want a lot of money for them. Yeah. And I'm 
trying to help him fix his bike, and I don't have the tools necessary. I need an Allen wrench set, and I don't have it. But I am able to adjust it so I think he can get home safely, either walking or riding the bike without shifting. But, Lon, wherever you are, I hope you made it home safely. Oh, yeah, dude, you're set. I think I fixed it. I'm getting some. No, no, I'm not taking any money from you, man. You sure? Ab- absolutely not. I Are you kidding me? You. We got to take care of each other out here. This yeah. place is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, bl- I'm lucky to have someone to sleep. Yeah, I know. And shower and clean myself up. It's crazy. And have food to eat. We can. You sure you don't want me to get in there? No. Well, oh, you better a lot of people, man. I got somebody in my family, they want to do it, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I don't know how anybody makes it almost, you know? It's like uh, <sighs> You live on the beach? No, I live over in California. Oh I'm here uh, doing a music tour. And I was just taking a little walk to see what the what the deal was. You like out there better, though. What's that? California, you like better. I like it out there, man. It, you know, I do like it out there. I don't have a car, and I don't. I like walking around and taking my bike. And from what I've seen around here, it's you got to have a car. People are crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, I got a bike. Yeah, you need a car down here. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take it to the guy. It rides so good one time today, how that fit? Yeah. I live in a hundred yard over there. Now I fell over there by Walmart. People are crazy out here, man. See, if it could just stay just like that, you could get home. Yeah. But what's going to happen is, as soon as it flips over, this is going to slide. I don't think there's anything we can do. I don't think I have anything that can fix that. If you don't change gears... All I want to do is get home and pick up. If you don't change gears, you might be able to get home. What's your name? Lon. Lon? Yeah, L-O-N. L-O-N, I'm John. All right, John. Thank you, man. Isn't it amazing how much faster the bike is? Oh, man. It's faster than that bus. Oh, it's be- yeah, it's better than the bus. I know. Yeah, you sit something down for a whole hour. Man. I know, I know. You got a good bicycle. You cut it up the way you got to go. I know. Bicycle's amazing, man. Yeah, it is. All right, well, take care, Lon. It was All really right, good, John, good to meet you. Man. Get home safe. Yeah, home. Oh man, I do not know how long I've been walking, but I finally found the ocean. Here it is. It's weird to have the sun setting behind me to look at an ocean and it's getting dark at the end of the day instead of lit up. That's crazy. I didn't think about that. 
Wow. Well, I'm definitely getting my steps in. Definitely getting my steps in. It is amazing, though. I finally found the bike share. And the bike share is at the, what is it, southern end of the huge, big, public, beautiful boardwalk with all the people on it. So I was somehow in the private condominium resort property beaches, which you really can't find. You got to sneak onto those. But once you get to Jefferson and Broadwalk, here's where the people are. No skateboards allowed. Man, what a journey today was. Holy balls. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> wow, dude. Crazy. 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 All right, the tour starts tomorrow. Isn't this? I wanna sex you up. I wanna sex you up. Is that not right? Ooh, I wanna sex you up. Nice, there it is. Nice. <laughs> All night. I wanna sex you up. Baby, my dogs are barking. Whew. My dogs are barking. <laughs> I don't know where that phrase comes from. Okay, final step count on the day twenty four thousand two hundred and 25 steps. Man, a lot of walking today. A lot of walking. I hope Lon got home okay. It's rough out there. My fellow Americans, <clears throat> I speak to you tonight <clears throat> from sacred ground in America. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations that in America, we're all created equal. I am in Florida because I was invited to be a part of a Face the Music tour. Face the Music is a group that is political in nature. It is trying to activate and engage voters in various districts.
They've been to Virginia, and they had just done a tour in Arizona, and I was joining them for the Florida tour. And they're open-hearted, inspiring, energetic, true believer. Walk in the walk, not just talk in the talk, but walk in the talk and walk in the walk. Captain and pilot is Pete Cronowit. Well, good evening, everybody. You know, this has been a crazy time we've been living through, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the whole idea of this evening is to really just build a little bit of community between all of us. That's it. You know, encourage people to get engaged with the campaign. So what we're going to do tonight, you're going to hear some of the best singer-songwriters, not just in South Florida, but people who've come from far away, like myself, John Elliott, who've come from San Francisco. Um, we have... Uh, Who's an award-winning songwriter? He came from Nashville, so you know we—I grew up down here. I care about Florida. I care about what happens here. So you know, this this is the start of a seven-day tour across Florida. We're working with campaigns across the state: Fort Myers, Deerfield Beach, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Orlando, Gainesville, Pensacola. So this is you know, we want Florida to turn blue. Vote. We need everybody to get engaged like never before. This is the, you know, you hear it every, every election cycle. We know. We know because we're paying attention. This is the most important election of our lives. We can tra- change things here in Florida. So. Yeah. this event in this cozy cafe, Luna Star Cafe in North Miami, a 
South Florida live music listening venue. It's been there forever. Alexis is the proprietor and owner, and I was talking with Alexis. But I have really fallen in love with the Bay Area. That's beautiful. And still have those buffalo in that park? Yes, good memory. That's that's our backyard. It's like right behind. Oh my God, you live beautiful. We live right by the buffalo. <laughs> that's great. See, it just got better, right? Look at you, just got better. <laughs> It's minuscule. I want to play in the buffalo field. Yeah, so now you feel better, and now it'll begin. Uh, now it's going to get bad again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There's a burst. She said she listened to my song. It gets bad, but it gets better on the internet before we showed up, and she liked that song, but she thought I was overly optimistic because her life right now was really challenging, and I asked her why. She told me this story that her mother has dementia, and is living with her, but during the days she needs a break and she can't afford for her mother to be in a living facility. She said it's $5,000 a month and she doesn't want to put her mother in a Medicare facility because she said she visited one and it smelled like urine and she just said it was really sad and people were just staring at the walls. So she decided to be her mother's caretaker and she took her mother in, but she kept her mother's apartment because during the days, she drives her mother to her apartment, and her mother can be in her apartment. She has a caretaker at the apartment. So Alexis drives 17 miles one way, drops her mom off, comes back, works in the cafe, then drives 17 miles again to pick up her mom at the end of the day and bring her back to her house. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Norm MacDonald has this great bit about touring. And if this is a travelogue, tour, audioed, flaudioed, basically, it's just most of the time you're a drifter just trying to find food. And that's it, just trying to find food. Good food at Luna Star Cafe. Oh man, this is great, Alexis. Thank you. Mediterranean plate. Can't say enough good things. Maggie is exhausted. She's been up all day and she has come to this venue, this event, to register people to volunteer for the Val Demings campaign. So I'm tired, I'm exhausted. My kids are with my neighbors right now. So I'm here because I want to sign up as much as many volunteers that we can get. Yes! Go to doors. So I'm exhausted and I'm here. So please come to home. And it's just gonna be for me to go home tonight and I know that all of you guys are going to sign up to do something. Even one hour a day will work. Three hours, four hours, as much as you guys can get this thing done for us and for yes. Val. We will make us proud because yes. we need to turn through that blue again. Yes! Yes! yes. 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 
feel like my rights as a person, as a woman, you know, to make my own very personal life and medical decisions should depend on where I live or where I go to school or where I work. I just, you know, I'm just kind of flabbergasted by everything that's going on. The thing is that we know that Val Demings and Charlie Crist and Linda Thompson Gonzalez and all of the Democratic candidates that we're working for in this tour and others, you know, who are running, that they are going to you know, when elected, they are going to advocate for our rights. They are going to change, you know, they're going to save and restore our rights. And we know that. But this, this is known. And we also know that if Marco Rubio continues in office, or Ron DeSantis, or Matt Gates, or any of these other people, that they are going to continue to take away our rights, restrict, and remove our rights. I mean, that's just simple. There are a lot of Republicans who also believe in reproductive rights, and they will vote for them given the opportunity. So don't worry about the numbers in Florida. You know, like, oh, Republicans have registered more voters recently. It doesn't matter. We are in the majority on this, and it's just a matter of really getting people to come out, be active, speak up, vote. Really, we have the power. All right. Make a difference, and this issue is, you know, to me, one of the, the most important ones in, in this election of, of many, many. Every, every time you apply for something, they say, "What's your zip code?" Because everything now is divided by the zip code. We can make this world a better place. Make this world a better place. Make this world a better. Notice the state, the politics in the state changing in your 20 years. Yeah, I mean, we came here was kind of, I mean, it was kind of the you know the Bush days, and um, I mean it was conservative Republican then, but now it's just it's all it's taken on the same kind of like Trump nastiness kind of thing. I mean, DeSantis was you know he won because Trump came down and endorsed him, and he won by a very little margin. And he was the one that did the commercials with his little children build the wall, the little with their blocks. That was him. I remember yeah, that. That's so right. Just... Everyone knows my husband Ron DeSantis is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, "You're fired." 
I love that part. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. People say Ron's all Trump, but he is so much more. Big league. So good. I just thought you should know. Ron DeSantis for governor. It's this whole sort of sense, it's like it's unleashed this kind of nasty, nasty. Yeah. But in Florida, the House and the Senate at the state level, there's Democrats will never have power. Republicans, because all the other counties are Republican, they elect Republicans, so the Democrats are really Oh, the Democrats are three. Yeah. Republicans yeah, I mean, we're big counties. Broward County here is yeah. Miami-Dade, and, and there's another one. But the, um, so the, in the state house right now, they've had all Republican governors, state, and Senate at the state level for, for decades. Wow. And so, and there's just, they just do what they want. Yeah, right. And it's like... But the DeSantis is doing pressing all of the buttons. You know, it's the don't say gay bill. You know, it's the that's right. Don't say gay. Go, go after the the school. What they do. Well, my wife's a teacher, and everyone's scared to death because when when you start empowering parents to be able to sue teachers, it's like. Day two, we are in Century Village in Deerfield Beach, which is a gated seniors community feels like. There's a Chick-fil-A 0.5 miles from here, and I was going to go there for dinner because we hadn't eaten, but I was told by the security guard that there's no way out uh, if you're not in a car. You need to exit and enter through the gate in a car. So we are literally imprisoned in this community. And Val Demings, the candidate for U.S. Senate who's going up against Marco Rubio is going to be speaking. And the gig starts, people are jamming, we're doing our thing. And midway through Pete's set, Val's bus pulls out visibly outside, which definitely detracts and distracts from the focus of the show because people are stoked that Val's there. And this show is my first inkling of apprehension about being affiliated with candidates on this tour, mainly because it was just Val Demings yelling at us for 20 minutes or so. I didn't agree with many aspects of her speech, knowing that she was the chief of police of Orlando, 
and talking about multiple times how we're the greatest country in the world without any shred of consciousness about that that's kind of a conflicted statement and that it's really there's more to it than that and maybe we should talk about the nuance and talk about the history and be honest with ourselves I believe we are a great country but I also believe that you can't say we're the greatest country in the world without taking an honest look at the ways in which we are not we're poised to fall below the top 50 of major countries on life expectancy soon. Isn't life expectancy a pretty solid metric for how your ability to pursue life, liberty, and happiness is going? If you're not alive, you can't really pursue anything. So, at the end of Val yelling at us, and feeling kind of not connected to what she was saying, I really began to question the way in which I was being affiliated with candidates through doing this tour. Because candidates are human beings, and human beings are flawed. Inherently flawed. We've already established, we know that we live in the greatest country in the world. Well, I believe that the greatest country in the world can do anything that we want to do. We have the most powerful and most capable military. Can we work to keep dangerous weapons out of the hands of dangerous people? Sarah Palin, when she was running for VP with McCain, with John McCain. Okay, great, go. Wacky woman running for VP. Wacky woman, just so unworldly. When it comes to shooting, you're on the mark. And foreign policy, you're in the dark. No, 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 no. Wacky woman, no, no, no. To the White House, you must not go. Wacky woman, make our day. Just resign and go away. Spread, you say love, spread, spread. When I say M, you say Pat. M, M, spread, spread. M, M, spread, spread. M, M, Ladies and gentlemen, see, I wrote these words. Inspiring change. Yeah, anyone who's living life can relate to what I write because it's time for the change. I'm sick and tired of hiding the pain and trying to smile again. Check me out, yo. There's so many places I would love to go, and I got so many places I would love to see, and I got so many places I would rather be. Day three or day four in Florida. Day three of shows, day four. Of being a Florida resident. Let's see, 30. Arrived on the 30. 31. 1, 2, 3. Day 5. Day 5 of being a Floridian. Um, I'm walking to this Cuban breakfast place that's by the Airbnb. This is the last day and last show in the greater Miami area. Fort Lauderdale and then we're rolling to the west coast which is Fort Myers 
Here they say the West Coast, and they mean Fort Myers or the West Coast of Florida, which it's interesting to me that you get the sunrise here on one part of the state and the sunset on the other part of the state. And this guy last night was telling me in the Florida Keys, you get both the sunset and the sunrise. That's kind of cool. Over the water, and it's incredibly hot and humid. I mean, they're just, there's no... I know it gets nice for, this guy said about five months out of the year, it's really nice, and that's great, but for when it's not nice, you just, you have to be shuttled around in an air-conditioned vehicle, because it's totally unlivable otherwise. But it's also really pretty. Pete, who grew up here and is our captain was talking about the clouds and he's so right the clouds are beautiful they're not like this anywhere else and they're like floaty and tropical and it's really pretty ever since he said that I'm like I'm really tuned into it I'm on the lawn at the Airbnb that's good. I don't want the grass to be too long out there. God, that's gotta be fucking rough, dude. That guy's in jeans and a long sleeve shirt, probably because of the sun. Oh my God, that is fucking rough. Jeans and long sleeve shirt and a hat that, one of those big wide brim hats to shield his face and his neck from the sun. It's gotta be hot. I'd say you can just let that grass grow. Holy balls. Oh, man. Okay, and that's the, like... What's that thing doing? That really annoying one is one of those little whipper things to really get it down the edges to trim the edges because you don't want any really long grass along the edges of your fence. Oh, there's two guys. There's one guy mowing and one guy using the edger thing. And that'll do it. back in the SUV and probably blast that AC. Oh no, we got something else coming out here now. What's this thing? What's this thing? This is the blower. Leaf blower. This is the leaf blower. <laughs> you gotta blow. You gotta blow the... Now you gotta blow the grass around that you cut blow it back does any of this make sense I know it's foreign to my experience but I, does, does any of this make sense why, why we're doing this and all of these things ostensibly run on fuel also for the record I know minuscule compared to 
air travel or whatever, but that thing's really loud. That blower, the leaf blower, that sucker. Holy moly. Holy moly. I mean, that thing is happening. Really happening. Very, very loud. What is it like living in Florida? I love living in Florida. Have you lived here your whole life? I've lived here since 1988. 1988. From where? I grew up in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. And then I joined the military, so I traveled around a bit and lived on a couple different continents besides this. Yeah. And um, when I got out, my ex-husband was from here, so we, we settled down here. Gotcha. I like it here. I love the weather. So you, jo- so you have a military background and you're a Democrat. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, it's like I'm a, I'm a thinking veteran. No disrespect yeah. meant to those who don't think, right. but yeah. and I care about other people maybe than some of the other veterans, and I'm a little more, a lot more open-minded than some of the other veterans. One of the things that I do besides um, communicating for Pete's Face the Music is I'm um, an ordained interfaith minister, oh, and wow. my political beliefs are totally in alignment with my spiritual beliefs. I'm uh, a minister of people's spiritual needs, not necessarily their religious needs. And I can come to them regardless of their um, religious framework. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. But that's a different subject altogether. Well, but it is, but it's it's actually not, because there's a religious movement on the right. There is. That is creeping into the state. It's not staying in the church. You're right. Yeah. And it's and it's not a good thing. No, I don't it's, think it's it is. It's not helping us in any way. It's part it of the manipulative tactics of, right. of the right, of the radical right. And I'm, and pretty much the radical right is becoming one and the same with a lot of the establishment right. Right, right. Yeah. <sighs> well, thank They're you for your a force to be reckoned with, and that's why I'm active. Yeah in politics now because after Obama was elected I I was active in those campaigns and I um, I was tired at the end of the second election I got, I'm handing the baton to somebody else somebody else can do the politics but and then I picked up the baton again it, wow so you sat out 2016 I did and then watched it and then watched it crumble <laughs> and uh, so yeah I'm, I'm back wow I was a Republican. You were voted for your Reagan supporter? I did. I voted for Reagan. I was in the Navy, and we were his darlings. He loved us. And I didn't see what was coming. I didn't see, like, what Trickle, trickle Down was going to do. Right. I, I just didn't see it. But when I saw what the senior Bush was doing in his campaign against Dukakis, he was clearly just using fear. Right. Yeah, and, Willie Horton. And the Willie Horton thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Dukakis and Willie Horton changed our lives forever. He was serving a life term without the possibility of a parole when Governor Dukakis gave him a few days off. Horton broke into our home. For 12 hours, I was beaten, 
slashed and terrorized. My wife Angie was brutally raped. When his liberal experiment failed, Dukakis simply looked away. He also vetoed the death penalty bill. Regardless of the election, we worry that people don't know enough about Mike Dukakis. And the anti-choice was just beginning to rear its head. That's when I became an independent. I couldn't be a Republican anymore. Yeah. And then um, Bush Jr., he's the one that sent me over the edge, and I've been a Democrat ever since. <laughs> yes. And no regrets, no looking back. I think it is a privilege to be cynical and apathetic. You know, like... Most people don't have that that option. They need government to work. They need the country to work. You know, not everybody can live in a gated community and and just exist only for themselves. You know. For me, to be optimistic is a mental health thing. Yeah. To be to be cynical and cave in and see. I mean, I see the worst things that can happen. I just don't give them my energy. I don't focus my attention on them. And it's a um, it's a mental health thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's an energetic thing because. Is that still yeah. But go. It's as good. An, it's as good. an interfaith people minister, need to hear this stuff. And an energetic healer. Yeah. I believe from my spiritual point of view that it's important that we focus our attention on what we want not on what we don't want right there's like universal laws in effect one of them is called the law of attraction and the other one another one an important one is called the law of vibration and what we focus our energy on is what we attract I believe in my heart of hearts that one of the reasons Trump got elected is because so many people were focused on not Trump, not Trump, not Trump. The uni- they were focusing, so even though it was negative attention, they were still focusing their attention on him. Well, oh, are you kidding me? CNN would show that podium, the empty podium waiting for him to speak every day. To, to manifest something energetically, which the human the human mind is incredible. The human mind, people don't, I don't think, understand their own, their own power. Yeah. But we can manifest what we focus our attention on. And the more optimistic, the more joy we feel, the more likely it is to happen. And that's why I love what Pete is doing. Yeah. Because he's... I don't, I don't think he's woo-woo like me. Because I am. I'll, I I'll love the woo. I'm feeling it. <laughs> he's, he's doing it. Regardless of whether right. he agrees with the woo-woo point of view or not. He's, he's got the optimism. He's got the joy. Hi, are you Linda? I am Linda. Oh, it's great to Sorry, meet you. Sorry, Great to meet you. Can we get a picture? Oh, yeah, totally. Linda, Pete says a Democrat has never won this district. Is that no, true? Yeah. because it's districted the four most Republican cities. He's trying to take a picture. I'm sorry. We are in Fort Lauderdale at Penny Lane Music. Sunday afternoon for Linda Thompson Gonzalez, who's running for the Florida State House, District 93, which has never gone for a Democrat. It's an afternoon gig. It's a cozy show. But Linda is rad. She's passing out cookies. She's talking to everyone. She tells me where the chilled LaCroix is. It's the opposite of what yesterday felt like. 
And I realize Val Demings is maybe a bigger, bigger, uh, what do you say, bigger fish to fry? She has bigger fish to fry, but I don't know, that kind of personal connection matters, man. I think it matters. Follow-up questions. Okay. This is for audios. We're rolling for audios here, Pete. What pace is Jimmy Buffett moving at that he can't do it anymore? <laughs> I think that's it. I think, I think you caught it completely. <laughs> that pace. That is the question. Okay, that's the number one that's question. Number one, okay. um, Number two... I mean, it, you know what? It makes sense because it's like he's just—he just wants to relax, right? That's the bottom line. Country, I don't know what you Pete, I wanted to tell you that I was—I want to really give you credit for the cloud comment that you made. Cloud. Ever since you said that, I've been enjoying oh, the right, beautiful the cloud, yeah. clouds. Not like oh, the eye cloud. Oh my god. Yeah, the, the eye. <laughs> I want to thank you for your focus. He's now using it to store his photos. <laughs> the iCloud is amazing. Yeah, I really thank you thank for that. Thank you tip. so much. And, you know, if I could just help out with your data, yeah. needs, just let me know. Okay. No, the beauty, the beauty of the clouds. You're yeah. so right about that. It's raining. Day four. We have left the. Atlantic Coast, Miami area. We are now on the Gulf Coast in Fort Myers at a venue called Buddha Live. And things are about to get interesting at Buddha Live. For one thing, there's a sign on the back door that says, Notice, this place is politically incorrect. We say Merry Christmas. One nation under God, we salute our flag and give thanks to our troops. If this offends you, leave. So, the Democratic Party event may be not a good fit for the venue. Also, it's Labor Day, and the venue has forgotten that we have the event. So, last minute they've called in two bartenders and a sound guy to come work. On Labor Day, this is also by far the most partisan, shrill, political event. So anyway, we're so excited that you're here to support Cindy Banyay for Congressional District 19 and Howard Sapp for House District 78. different. 
Democrats, we're the party of we the people. We the people, right? And we the people, just like the song said, we the people have to do something. We are only as strong as we the people make ourselves. We have to use our power to unite, stop this bickering, stop the nonsense. The primary is over. It's time to unite behind our candidates. If we can stop DeSantis here, we save the nation from him. Okay? You gotta knock on doors. You gotta talk to your neighbors. You gotta not be afraid to say, I am a Democrat, and here's why. You can be proud of it. You don't have to be fearful. I live in Cape Coral. I have yard signs in my yard. I am surrounded by MAGAs, all right? And I have not had one sign defaced. I've not had anyone be disrespectful to me. What I have had is people walking their dog by saying, I like your sign. Okay? We've got to get Charlie Crist elected. We've got to get Chief Val Demings elected. We've got to get Cindy Banyan going to Congress. And we need Howard Sapp at the State House. Oh, the Supreme Court decisions, recent Supreme Court decisions have shown us, yes, it's important what's going on at the federal level, but the state is our, our last stand. We've got to send Howard to the state house. We've got to do it, and we can't do it without you. So we need your time. We need your treasure. Thank you for coming tonight. Have a great time. So I'm kind of having a hard time, and I go outside on the back porch midway through the show, right before I'm about to play, and... I overhear one of the bartenders through the fence is talking on the phone to someone and she's very upset and she's saying I don't know what to do they're talking about LGBTQ bullshit and they're ordering all these Mai Tai sangria fancy drinks no one's buying any beer they're only buying one drink and she's really uncomfortable by this political event. She's going on and on and on. And finally she says, oh, these people. And I'm thinking, this person has been called in to work on Labor Day. By the way, they just crushed it Labor Day weekend. They had the Guns N' Roses tribute band on Friday, the Van Halen tribute band on Saturday. Everybody crushed it. And now they got this... Democrat Party event. And so when I come back in from overhearing that, I'm feeling, I'm just feeling very self-conscious about what this woman is experiencing. And then the candidate for the House of Representatives, Federal House of Representatives, Cindy, is on stage talking, and she says this. So as I saw my work go to the wayside, and as I saw Seriously, some of the stupidest people I've ever met in my life get elected. True. I was running against one of them. Seriously, talk to that chick for a minute. Let's listen to that one more time. And as I saw 
Seriously, some of the stupidest people I've ever met in my life get elected. And then at the end of her speech, she doubled down on this. Because I'm tired of this being a red area. I'm tired of the dumbest people I know being in charge. The dumbest people I know being in charge. And Cindy is a doctor. Cindy is a professor. And so here we have in front of us the elite liberal calling the other side dumb, stupid. And a member of that other side is the bartender who is working on Labor Day. And seconds after she's done speaking, it's my turn to go play, and I am pretty pissed off. Well, I gotta tell you something. Tell us, Johnny. You know, you're never gonna win if you're calling your opponent stupid or dumb. You need to recognize the humanity of your fellow humans. Even if you believe it to be true, because there are many types of intelligence. And, uh, yeah. So... My mom is a dog! She does what she's told. She gobbles and treats. She eats and gets old. Soon she will die, and daddy will cry. My mom is a dog. Dropping a bomb on a person's head is the same as beheading a person's head. Dropping a bomb on a person's head is the same as beheading a person's head. Dropping a bomb on a person's head is the same as beheading a person's head. Okay, so I know at this point, 20 years into doing this, that this is the wrong song to play. I should not have played this song. Upon hearing back my comments, I think my comments were pretty appropriate. They were exactly what I wanted to say. But then I should have played something different. Should have played a different song. Dropping a bomb on a person's head is the same as beheading a person's head. You cannot call your opponents dumb. You cannot call them stupid. That is not how you win. You have to recognize the humanity of all the people we share this planet with for the love of God. Okay, yeah, and then the double... It wasn't necessary to, to double that up. That's my bad. I was so mad. I was so mad, and I was so sad for that bartender and for this anger and division that we're all experiencing in our country, man. And it's just something about the way she said that 
and her energy really just yeah it was right it was very present in the room I could feel it and and I'm and I'm worried I'm worried and I'm concerned about where we are and where we might be headed so when you tell me that your son turn left then turn right on McGregor Boulevard is getting bullied. It's, is getting bullied for being gay or whatever. Is being surrounded by 12 proud boys on a bridge and intimidated and is weeping. Like, this shit is real. This is not bullshit. It's like, and for people to whitewash it, believe me. Turn left. I turn right on the Gregor Boulevard. Turn left to College Parkway. Excuse me. You don't know where you are. What gives you hope? What gives you hope? I am in the car after the gig with Annie Wenz, who is local to the area. She lives on an island near Fort Myers. She's also putting us up for the night, sleeping on her pull-out couch. And she's driving me to the taco place where we're going to eat. And we're talking about what went down. And we're talking about political music and being an activist and where music and politics intersect. And she's uh, really patiently talking me through the experience that I just had at Buddha Live. And I'm pretty embarrassed, to be honest. I'm pretty embarrassed. That's good. I like that. But the, the problem was the problem with tonight was that that is not a political venue, right? And those employees are working a job on Labor Day. Poor choice of venue. Yeah, and Pete, you know, it's not Pete's fault. He can't know and whatever. But like, but it's a it's a lesson to learn because. Um, oh man, politics is so. Tough, dude. And it's so fucking rough. Have you been watching some of, like, for example, um, Jesus? I, I am not a fan of Trump's. I, I'm from New York. Everybody I know knows somebody who was screwed over and ripped off by him. Um, and but before him, how many people got up and mocked disabled people? You know, and made it. I know. And and Ted Cruz. I mean, now it's like the one up on the poo poo jokes. You know, Ted Cruz got up um, and said, you know, what am I? What am I adverb? Yeah. You know, it was, it was, kiss my ass. Yeah. It's like the rhetoric is just so. 
you know, when I sing, you heard me sing, both them gone, you know, monkey see, monkey do if you if monkeys have the jokes on you. I try, I'm not calling anybody names. I mean, I, I don't go and I say, you're an idiot, you're a, you know. Um, it's edgy. It's definitely edgy. And I make that choice when I write that song. And I don't play that in every place. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think that I can do these. I, th I think that this is not something that I'm comfortable with. And I told Pete that, he knows that, we just talked about it. I yeah. told him it the first time we talked about it. I was like, the thing I'm worried about is candidates. Because I don't know these people. So I know that I believe that we need climate policy. I yeah. know that I, I know all these things. But I don't know who these people are that are representing those things. And so, like, yesterday I had to hold a sign for Linda, a picture, you know? And I'm oh, holding a sign before I even meet her. Right. And, and, and then she... Actually, she turned out to be awesome. Right. So I was kind of stoked about the sign. Uh, who's the other guy tonight? He was great. Howard. Howard. I, I had a great say, talk with Howard. And you know what? What's what's her name? Cindy. Cindy. Did you work it out? Well, I, did I we hope work she it learned out? a lesson. I hope she learned a lesson. I would. I uh, when she said that. I hope this is when when she said that. I puckered and I was. You like, did too. Yes, of course I did. I. I. But so why did you like? Why because, did you pucker? Because it's it's one thing to say. This candidate is is trying to disenfranchise LGBTQ kids, and another to say he's stupid. Exactly, he's it, yeah. it completely negates the discussion. And, and so here's the thing: afterwards, when we we're sitting outside talking. Yeah. She was fucking on fire. She, was she upset with you? Or well, she, she was mad, and I apologized. And yeah. she's like, "That's disrespectful." And, and I was like, "You're um, right. It was disrespectful." And honestly, I I'm going to be honest. Because I love you already. Yeah. Um, I I would have had a private, quiet conversation. Oh yeah, totally, not, absolutely. Not in that, there's, not on stage. There's no question stage. that I handled yeah, that so, poorly. It was a. It was like <laughs> the sequence of events <laughs> leading up to that were so fast. Like yeah. woman talking to her boyfriend. I just oh, it went. I was talking to this amazing woman that's like the 30-year black commissioner and she was talking about how it's all about being kind to people. Like, there was so much going on in my mind. At 1,000 feet, use the left two lanes to turn left on South Cleveland Avenue. And I told Pete, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, John, shut up, dude. Just shut up and go play. Like, just, it's not a big deal. It's not your, it's not your job to fight this. Just let's have a nice end of the night. <laughs> For some reason, I'm like not able, which is just like, it's no big deal, but it's just like, I shouldn't do this. Because I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's not, you know why, okay, can I tell you why I didn't, why I didn't say it privately? I'm not going to defend it necessarily because the context is, is, it's inappropriate what I did. However, I am a public person and I am being hired on this event and she's not the only person I wanted to hear that. Yeah. I want all those people to hear that and understand that. Right. I mean, it's, who is it, 50 people tonight, but like, yeah. the left I, has really got to get I, that through. And I think, I think that... In three quarters of a And this one lady came up to me afterwards right. and was really glad I said it too, so... It, I, was, it was a really good message. I should have said it once. It was a good message for Cindy, and I think, I think you could have said it publicly, and there may have been 
a way to wrap it a little bit, like not right off. I think it could, I think the delivery could have been yeah, I, spiffed up a little bit. <laughs> I mean it, but I think no, that, you're so right. But, and I shouldn't have played my mom as a dog first, and I knew that. Ah, you never, you, know, you never know, open like, with my I mom as a dog. I turned around to Pete, and I was well. That is one of the hardest fucking things on the planet is to pick what songs to do. You know, we've all put feet in mouths. I, I, I think that's what we need to hear. I was like, when you did that, I was like, am I hallucinating? I said to me, am I hallucinating? Would a John just say, we don't call people stupid. We don't call. I was well, like, I don't think I said it like that. <laughs> and he said, he said, yep. The other thing I said to Pete was, why the hell are we flying out there from San Francisco? We don't know. We don't know this fight. Yeah. We don't know the politics. Right. When she well, tells me she has to fight that way to gain the respect, I, I'll take her at her word. I guess maybe she does. Um, it I, is very dirty down here in Florida. I mean, I think that Biden, Biden finally calling, yeah. using those terms. I think. I was cheering him. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I apologize that I was triggered by the uh, calling the opponent stupid, but uh, I think that's just really dangerous. Um, and, you know, I speak for myself, I don't speak for the tour, so, and I don't speak for the candidates. Um, but thanks for having us, I know you guys are up against a lot here, and I feel the energy that you are bringing to it. And I'm going to leave you with uh, a song about, everybody has a story. This is a song about, a true story, about a person I met, and trying to recognize that person's humanity. a person who if I met them not in this context I would probably think they were pretty dumb but just outside of Birmingham a man named Wallace Green amazing because it's so up and down and vibey and energetically immense you just you can't control it you never know you just try to keep it together but we roll into Orlando we're playing at Uncle Lou's Entertainment Hall which is a great name for the place because it's just a room. There's not even a stage. There's not an elevated stage. We're just on the ground with everybody. It's a punk club. There's radical Sharpie graffiti in the bathroom. It's just rad, man. The vibes are great. Uncle Lou's great. The candidate is Joy. Is literally her name, Joy, and she's running for the Florida state senate these representatives that are running for the state legislature are so much more down to earth and accessible than the federal candidates joy brings a penny whistle and she jams with 
this instrumental band that opens that's local from Orlando. And my friend David Pender Lofgren, the great David Pender Lofgren from Bellingham, happens to be in town at the humbly appointed Orlando World Center for a work conference. And so he comes and hangs out. And the, the show is great. All the bands are great. Everybody plays really well. It is far and away the fewest number of people in attendance of the shows on the tour. And yet, it's a great show. And also, Joy's team, the people working for her, her campaign manager and her finance director, manager, these two women were just badass. They were so well-versed on what was going on and the state of politics and the state of what was going on. It was just rad. It was great. Orlando was great. I improvised a song while CNN was on the TV behind the bar. The fan was really loud, so I hesitate to share this, but I'm going to anyway. What are we dealing with tonight, Anderson? What are you talking about tonight? Something not right. We got papers on the floor. And that guy... Lieutenant James Clapper. <laughs> hey, maybe they should take another picture of Lieutenant James Clapper. I'm not sure I like the attitude in that shot. Is that the best that you got? You're the former director of National Intelligence. So why are you smirking at me? Is it something that I can't see? I'm just a guy I'm just a guy who wants some water And the water is questionable Lieutenant James Clapper Lieutenant James Clapper Why are you looking at me like that? What's in your stock portfolio? <laughs> I bet you got a lot of money, Lieutenant James Clapper. I bet you're not going to prosecute another member of the elite because they will also come after you because you're also a member of the elite, Lieutenant James Clapper. I also talk with the bartender at the gig. So two, two days in a row interacting with the bartender and having a meaningful interaction with them. This woman tells me that in her apartment complex she cannot drink the tap water without getting sick and her cat can't either. And this is a recurring theme throughout Florida is water problems. It's a major, major topic of conversation, and it's on every candidate's flyer. Clean water, addressing the problem of water. The Orlando bartender also tells me something hilarious. 
in those bathrooms that have all the graffiti on them. They've recently been painted over and then re-graffitied because they had run out of space before, so they kind of did a blank canvas thing. And she says her favorite piece of graffiti that used to be on there that, that was erased was just in the corner, in very clear script, it said, Tom Hanks, The Terminal. Don't you just love humanity? Don't you just love it? Sometimes, sometimes. And after the gig, I go sit down with David and we have a little chat, continuing to debrief the Fort Myers Boot Alive learning opportunity, growth mindset, continuing to grow and continuing to learn. You heard my story about last night's challenging show. How'd I do tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, when you started referring to last night during tonight's performance, uh -huh. I thought we were tiptoeing into dangerous territory, <laughs> and I saw some beads of sweat on the event organizer's <laughs> forehead begin to form. Notably, notably, <laughs> Pete leaned up to me before the show started and goes, I think maybe I'll go last tonight. <laughs> Which was wise, actually. It ended up being a better order, but... I felt really bad last night because I was like, this is not my job. My, I'm not doing a good job. I'm being a very bad employee right now. Pete trusted me and hired me to come on and do this thing. And I'm doing a bad job at it tonight. Yeah, but as a you know, performer and a songwriter, why do you do this? Like, to speak your mind. Exactly. To get up on a stage and I tell know. people how you feel. Which, generally speaking, I think has probably worked out well for you, right? You get up, you go, you be vulnerable, you say the thing that you're noticing, and people go, yeah. Yeah. I was feeling combative. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that stupid, that comment she made? Anyone who's been paying attention knows what happened when Hillary Clinton said the word deplorables. Now you can buy a hoodie at a Trump rally that says deplorable on it. Right. Like, calling people names is not... It's probably not going to, enough, going to do enough to motivate your base. And if, oh, any, if anything, just gives the opponents a cause to rally around. I mean, what's the thing that the Republican Party has been like? Regardless of whether they were in power or not, their move is, we are under attack. That's how they consolidate their base. Yeah. Did I tell you I hugged her afterwards? No. Yeah, I saw, she, I was talking to the two people that liked what I did, and she was walking by. I wonder if there's any way to make that car louder, do you think? <laughs> if it's possible. She was, like, cleaning up and getting, getting the area ready, and... The bartender I overheard walked right by me. Hey, can I tell you something? Yep. yep. I heard. I know. I saw you. I just want to give you a hug because I know that this must have been a really hard night for you on Labor Day, and I'm sorry you had to turn it up. Yeah. She gave me a hug, but she didn't follow up. Like she, yep. then she got the fuck out of there. You know. I would love to hear what she said when she got home. What her and her husband, or boyfriend, or girlfriend talked about. You know. Her friend, whoever was on the phone with her. I mean, I think that one of the basic rules of stagecraft is don't alienate your audience. 
Also, don't apologize, which I did. Never apologize in the microphone. I did that. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, like, I think, okay, I don't, I don't display abject fury. <laughs> like, no, you can if you know that the audience is there for that. Fury. Right. That's not what they're there for. And that's why I'm having a hard time with this whole tour. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a political activist songwriter. Right. I'm just not. You write songs that have political messages, but you're not like, here's a rally song. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm, I'm realizing that. Like, I'm uncomfortable being on a stage flanked by signs of a candidate. Yep. I'm, well, yeah, because you're endorsing a product that you don't. But you probably have no idea what the product is when you walk in there, right? Exactly. You're like, I don't know what this person's I took is. a picture holding Linda Gonzalez's sign with Linda Gonzalez before I ever met Linda Gonzalez. Yeah. You know. I have a hindsight is 2020 concept of what Ooh. you should have done okay. for that okay. gig, but I want, first I want to hear, no, I want to hear what you think oh. the better play would have been. Okay. Don't play my mom's a dog. <laughs> Get up there, don't say a word. Open with at the end of the year, which I played second, or something quiet, which is, I knew, I, that's what I was planning to do. Um, actually not say anything until the end and then once say you know respectfully my mom taught me you never tell people to shut up and you never call people stupid and this is a, I really respect what you guys are doing it's a really hard fight down here and I can't imagine I mean I'm a visitor from far away I don't know you know but I but I do think that we have to respect each other's humanity and it's it's not calling someone stupid or and I, I did want to say it on the mic because I didn't want to just tell it to her privately afterwards because I wanted all those other people that were sitting in that room jerking each other off and clapping for each other and were totally oblivious to this woman behind the bar that like is working on Labor Day you know how's that and don't play my mom's or dog probably at all yeah I mean, I think that's, that was probably the um, icing on the cake, though, because essentially you called out the candidate on the microphone before you did that. Like, playing my mom's a dog is like, like, that's, it's almost, to me it's like, yeah. That, oh yeah, sure, we, we, you should consider what your set list is. I also said it, like, I was pissed. Yeah. I was not, I was, like, visibly upset, because I was upset. Yeah. But you can shut up and sing your song and, and not say that. I think... Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? It's so easy for me to come up with. I've been thinking about it all day, David. Like, what was the way to play? I it? think the move is to get on stage and say it's Labor Day. I think we should all give a round of applause to the people who are working I did on Labor Day. I you did, did that. that. Can we guys get up again for the staff that's working on Labor Day? That's not right. And then, I think the message is right. The question is, how do you deliver the message without losing your audience? Yeah. And to me, it feels like you do this show, don't tell. Yeah. What I'm going to do is say the same thing that you're trying to say without saying it how you said it. Yeah. And anyone who's paying attention will know exactly right. what is happening. Right. So rather than saying, like, you shouldn't call people names... <laughs> You say something like, 
we're living in very divided times. And I, I feel like I have a hard time not othering the folks who believe differently than I do. But I also believe that we're all humans in the end and compassion always wins. Or some, yeah, it could totally. be a platitude, but like something right. that's like, You're so I'm right. gonna do the thing You're so that I right. wish I had seen. You're so right. You're so right. And then in the morning. Yeah. Found a bike. Found a bike. The Orlando Urban Trail. Woo! Dude, electric bike. Oh man. Oh. Yes! Orlando. First bike share of the trip. This is great. By a little pond. Huge, huge trail. This is great. The war on cars continues. The war on cars has begun in Orlando. But, uh... There's a war on cars! The lady last night said there's a train, but it only runs 9 to 5. So there's no way to commute to your job on the train. I also run into this guy on the street, Nate, when I'm going to get some coffee and a bagel. Nate's just walking around looking for his backpack. It's almost like like a hiking. Hey mom, I'm going to college and here's my big ass black Adidas backpack. That's right. So like, every person that walked past me last night, I was like, oh, I think that's my backpack. And I'm like this, and I'm like, nope, let me not look like a crazy person. And I'm like, shit, like, dude. And it's like, <laughs> I was talking to my ex a little bit this morning before my phone died. She's like, why don't you just go home? Take a shot. I said, I am not leaving downtown until I find that backpack, Steve. Yeah. I said, I will. It's probably somewhere, right? It's not like it disappears. Yeah, and she's like, did you put it somewhere and like stash it somewhere? I was like, why would I do that on West Colonial where everybody and their mother is back? Right. Gonna see it. He's like, well, it has to be somewhere. I'm like, well, it definitely does, but where? The question. And I never do stuff like that. It's that's the I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that was stupid. Why would you dash it somewhere? No. So I'm sorry, man. Well, I'll keep an eye on it while I'm wandering around here for a second. I gotta find this place. I gotta eat. The B, right? Yeah, B. Uh, it's probably the one with that Mercedes car. Yep, you're right. See, I, I know these places. I don't the names of them. Because I don't look this much. What's Orlando like? It's alright. People are, are nice, it originally? seems like. Minnesota. Oh. Um, so, they're nice to a point to where when you need help or you need assistance with something, it's, well, Yeah, you're on your own. And, like, I'm from New Jersey, so, like, if you need help, we may not like people, but we're going to help you. Yeah. Like, here they don't care. 
What about how am I supposed to cross the street here, given that there's no crosswalk? Technically, <laughs> I know. The, the, legally, yeah. But can I go right now? And then over. Um, sometimes you gotta watch out though, because the cops drive around in little uh, inconspicuous vehicles, and then they'll be like, "Oh, jaywalking." And they'll they'll ticket yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Look at how far yeah. I have to go for this. I know. Ready? That is just I'm just fucking going. I don't give a shit. There. Nate, good luck finding your bag. Huh? Good luck finding your bag. Thank you. I'm sorry that that sucks. Thank you. I'll find it. Fu- I'll find it. Fu- if, right. if I find it and it's, it has a wallet and passport and everything else is gone. Yeah, exactly. So with that, we depart Orlando and head to Gainesville. 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 And Gainesville, I'm excited about because Gainesville is a climate show. It's not specifically candidate affiliated. It is a show for climate. So all these groups from the Gainesville area are coming together to basically have a festival, an outdoor festival for the night about climate. Oh man, it is such a pleasure and honor to be part of your community tonight. I'm a long ways from home and uh, you know when Pete asked us to do this, part of me was like, why are we do, why am I, why am I going? You know, shouldn't I be at home, ride my bike? <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but maybe that's what I'll do from now on. But anyway, for now I'm here. I'm going to do one song, but it's a really long one. And it's, I love, what I'm really inspired by is everyone's getting up and talking about their, everyone's got their piece of it, you know? The, and it's, each piece of it has been very inspiring in its own way. My piece of it is the bike thing. I love the bike. And I haven't had a car for 10 years. And um, this is a song about that. And it's not a judgment song. It's just, it's just an exploration of the idea song about car dependency. So, uh, here we go. Thanks for having us, uh, making us feel home at home so far away from home. There's a war on cars. nature. Ellen moved from Miami after living there for 44 years. 
She moved from there in her 70s because she realized that it was going to be devastated by climate change. So she moved to Gainesville and she enrolled in the university and she is studying climate science. They cut down all the trees and put them in a tree museum. They charged all the people an arm and a leg just to see them. I talk with Ellen about my mother's climate denial. So I keep sending my mother the graph of emissions over time that does this, and the corresponding graph of global average temperature that directly follows it. Correct. She says to me every time, um, how can you be so vain as a human to think that humans can change the climate and this vast and beautiful planet? Only God can affect these things. The cl- and she always says the climate is always changing. The climate is always changing. Yeah. So what I would say to that is probably your mom is one of the 7% of Americans that are totally dismissive of anthropogenic climate change and it's not, forgive the expression, worth your time and effort. You will not move that person. What you want to do, you know about the Six Americas, you've heard that? This is the Yale um, Center for Communication on Climate Change and they've been studying Americans' attitudes about climate change for like 20 years. And there's Six Americas. There's dismissive, there's disengaged, there's neutral, there's somewhat concerned, and then there's alarmed. Hmm. And so my goal in my head when I'm talking to a group, these folks will not move. Although that group has been shrinking. I mean, something gets through to some of them. Mm -hmm. But we're down to 7% of Americans are totally dismissive like your mom. You can't argue that. There's no logic to that. It's a belief. It's a belief. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, right. And, you know, so you could say, well, if I climb to the top of the Tower of Pisa Pisa, and I drop a ball, will it fall? Of course. Why? Because of gravity. Do you believe in gravity? No, gravity is. So here are charts that have measured. We actually can measure temperature back 800,000 years. That's the graph you're showing your mom. And we can measure it from 1950 till now. And it's gone straight up since 1950, post-World War II. There's some reasons about why that's so. That's like dropping the ball from the tower. I mean, you could try it. Mom, do you believe that the thermometers from satellites and placed around the planet and placed in the ocean are, are lying? I mean, you could try. Well, I, logic I mean, will not get there. Yeah, I mean, I should. It, it's, how else do you describe that graph? The, the correlation between that graph, it, it has to be that you just deny it or something. Right, because it's, it, because it's like saying, cut your right arm off. People are not going to do it. It's very, very identity. And so if yeah, identity. It's identity. It's identity politics. Just like, I mean, that's where we got to where we are now. It's gotten way too tribal. 
Legislators are all Republican. Yeah. Pretty much. They and so much so that they control it. It's horrible. That part's horrible. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah. This is the monster. The stuff I've heard is, is no, a lot. It's truly a monster. Yeah. It's just truly a monster. It's just a shit. Yeah. I don't get where that's a political philosophy, just being an asshole, but it seems that for the right it's become a thing. Yeah. Just to be a dick. We need a, an opposition party that's not nuts. Yeah. You know? Hey friends! Oh my gosh, such a, such a poignant event. This song I invite you to sing along. So there's a chorus, you'll get it right away. I'll actually open with it, and then let's finish with it too. So if you're feeling, uh, if you're feeling singy, I'd love you to sing with me. This is called The Heartbeat of the Earth, a song I wrote for the Earth Charter. So that's day six in Gainesville. And after wrapping up here, we are headed all the way over to the Panhandle, to Pensacola, for the seventh and final night of the tour. We are all connected. We are all connected. We are all connected to the heartbeat of the earth. That's your part, everybody. Ready? connected to the trees, the trees are connected to the jungle, the jungle is connected to the State doing a whole bunch of different shows for different campaigns and different causes. It takes a village, and there's a bunch Bam. of people and a bunch of small groups out in this community that have been helping to move things forward, and we want to give them a little time tonight. So our first one is Mike Pensacola. Zach, Zach, come on up. Yeah! Bicycle is the most efficient yeah. form of transportation that the world has ever known. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Hey, good evening. My name is Zach Lane. I'm the advocacy coordinator for Mike Pensacola. Woo! Um, 
Mike Pensacola, it's a, about a seven-year organization now um, with a mission to improve and promote biking and walking as a form of transportation, a utilitarian form of, uh, of transportation. Um, just a little personal story about me. I mean, I lived in the suburban environment for a long time. In 2008, I was forced to transfer because I lost my job and lived in New Orleans. And, you know, just as a means to get out of my car every once in a while, I started riding my bike to work. Since that day, I've never wanted to take a job where I could not bike to work, and I've set up my life that way, and I bike to work every day. It's the freest thing you can do. I mean, it makes it. I show up to work. I'm, you know, I've got, you know, my blood's flowing. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to work. You know, everybody else drags in, drinking ten cups of coffee, and I'm, and I'm ready to go. Um, so a lot of people don't think of biking as an environmental uh, alternative, but you know. We're here for climate change. Uh, about 30% of the uh, climate greenhouse gases are from transportation, with about 50% of those from personal automobiles. So reducing the dependence on personal automobiles is about the biggest thing that we can do. As Christian said, the bicycle is the most efficient form of transportation the world has ever known. Um, so, you know, and, and on top of the environmental benefits, uh, we've also got improved communities, healthier, healthier citizens. You know, automobiles cause noise pollution, so you can use that. Um, anyhow, so that's that's about it. Uh, Mike Pensacola, find us on Facebook or on the web at Pensacola.org, I think is what it is. Um, and look for us here coming up shortly. We've got uh, the city has funded an alternative transportation plan. Um, we've got a, a professional firm coming in to, you know, look at different routes and setting up the active transportation um, And so there'll be a lot of public input that goes along with that. And so when that time comes, we'll be looking to you guys to come forward and, and offer your suggestions and um, we hope you can do that. Thank you so much. So Billy Gragg is a UK-based singer-songwriter and I just think this quote is just so perfect for this kind of thing that we're doing. He says, uh, for those of us who want to do good in the world, our real enemy is not, it's not communism or capitalism or cronyism. Our enemy is cynicism. It's that feeling that no matter what we do, nothing is ever going to change. That everything is going to remain the same and that all politicians are alike. And the antidote for cynicism is empathy. And then Billy goes on to say this thing that's really important, that when you combine empathy with action, that's solidarity. That's the equation for positive social change. So, I don't know, I think that is like, it, it encapsulates so many things, and that idea of solidarity, like there's so many different things, and you know, so many different organizations, so many different people in the big tent, and we just need to reach out to them and get them engaged. I'm gonna tell you all, it's time to keep your ass in it's time to tear down fear. Do something now. We're, we're, we're working for systemic change. We've got to get the money out of government. So this is an amendment that's supposed to that says basically two things. Get money is not free speech, and a corporation is not a person with human rights. Go to move2amend.org and sign the petition online. Move2amend.org. Hopefully we'll be able to achieve more and more going forward. We have to, we have to. Our children and our grandchildren are, they're, they're, 
They're counting on us and they're taking up the banner that we're going to hand to them and we've just got to make that banner stand higher and work harder and do it. There are coolers full of cold drinks in the back, uh, courtesy of 350 Pensacola, Sandra and Len Adams. And there's some snacks back there as well, so be sure to check that out. Um, I'm going to say just something real quick about Healthy Gulf, um, the group that I work for dedicated to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. So we have Sylvia Switzer over here. Raise your hand as one of our board members. Yes, so we're... We're the only group that really works around advocacy on the Gulf of Mexico and all the waterways from Florida to Texas. What's 350, Pensacola? We are affiliated, we're the, the local chapter of the national, actually it's an international organization called 350.org that was started by Bill McKibben and Naomi Klein, who are huge in the climate uh, um, arena, climate change activists. They're some of the earliest ones around. We, what does 350 stand for? People ask me that all the time. It is the parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere that we need to be below to have a sustainable planet. Right now we're at about 415, or even higher. 415 was the last estimate I heard. That was a year or so ago, so who knows what it is now. This is the biggest issue of our time. It's an existential threat. No other issues, as I tell people all the time, matter if we don't have a place to live, <laughs> a planet to live on. So while there's a lot of other important issues, this is the one, really. Especially if you've got kids and grandkids. This is something you really need to worry about. I'll be dead by the time it really affects my generation too much. But, um, but most other people won't be, so it's a, it's a big deal. Well, it's been a long time since I've been. It's so nice to be in your town and your community and your part of the world tonight. I. Christian, when you were talking, I was remembering the last time I was here was the summer of 2010. And I remember these guys in like yellow hazmat suits walking around, cleaning up the beach. So it made me think of this, uh, to just play this song about finding yourself back in a place you have been before. Hopefully uh, a little wiser here. How's the golf doing compared to when it was that 2010? Improved? Have the job, have the fishing jobs come back to a degree that, there you go. Not, no, but not all the way. Right, we don't really know. Well, this has a nice degree of, appropriate degree of melancholy involved in it, then, so. <laughs> This is a, a statewide caucus, and we are the Escambia group. <laughs> we're, we're actually a small group, but we'd like to grow, so you're welcome to join us if you're willing to. Uh, you know, just come to our Zoom meetings, and we are on cleanups and things like that. Our main purpose is to educate the public and elected officials about the environment. A lot of aspects of the environment. One of our main issues that we concentrate on is environmental justice. Escambia County has a horrible history of environmental justice problems. We talk about soil, air, and water contamination. Another thing we do quarterly is we have an adopted, adopt a highway and we have our meetings on Zoom right now 
because it's environmentally responsible not to have people driving to one spot from all over the county. And so we're trying to be responsible about that as well as about COVID. So I have, I have these papers in the back by the door. And if, if you'd be interested in when and our Zoom meetings are and how to contact us and find out about that, you're welcome to pick up one of these. And we also have a Facebook page if you're on Facebook. Not everybody is, I know. Our group is the Burn Fishermen, and you know, we have not resumed our water quality monitoring program since COVID, but we're getting really close, and this is really going to bother you, John, but I'm very excited because we just won an Impact 100 grant last year, which is very cool, and we were able to purchase a vehicle. That's okay. <laughs> but we're going to transform it so that we can carry students in the front half and a water quality lab in the back. And we can do water quality monitoring in the field instead of grabbing a sample and running back to the lab. So it's a good thing. Yeah. I just want to say one thing quick while these guys set up. Barbara, so. The war on cars is not about if you have to truck a huge thing of water and multiple students. That's why those vehicles exist, you know? It's about that 0.7 mile trip to the grocery store in town. Things like that is where we start. But no judgment or shame on bringing enormous equipment around. I'm tempted to just go right into it, Sandra, since we were talking about the traffic. Yeah. And Kyle, is Kyle the Bike Coalition guy? He's gone, huh? Oh, you have to tell Kyle about my son. Was Kyle his name, the bike? Uh, Zach. Zach, Zach, Zach. Oh, shoot. I wanted to do this for Zach. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. I'm going to do it. Okay, so you, Sandra was saying she moved from Pensacola to Atlanta, and she couldn't stand the traffic, and she had to come back. <laughs> wow. So I don't know what your numbers were, but when I lived in L.A., I did this calculation once. I had a job. I lived out by the beach. I had a job down south and then i would rehearse the band at night downtown and then i would drive home 80 miles a day of driving is what i did in town you know <laughs> um so when i moved up to the bay area i brought my car and i immediately got thousands of dollars of parking tickets because no. you have to constantly move it around to avoid <laughs> and i didn't get the boot but i got the boot in l.a and the boot's terrible because they just tow it. You go out one day and it's not there anymore. And then you gotta call them and it's basically like, they're like, we have your car. The, 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 the charge for us keeping it is only $800 a day. You know what I mean? You're just... Right, so the bottom line is, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know why I think his name was Zach. What's his name? Oh, now it's Zach. <laughs> Um, Zach was talking about how he felt free, and I, I, that's exactly it. You feel free when you get rid of that thing. And my, my car was like, I had 287,000 miles on that thing. It's a Honda Civic. I drove it all the way across the country multiple times. I lived in it for two years. And, um, so I had a real personal connection to it. It was hard to let it go. And... I finally brought it into this guy. I was about ready to put more money into it, and I brought it to this guy, and 
I, he, I gave him the car, I dropped it off, I went for a walk, I came back, and he said, I will not work on this car, John. <laughs> he says, you gotta let this car go. <laughs> and you know, it's like, I couldn't afford a new car, and I lived in the city, and when I tour, I would rent cars, so I was like, I guess I just won't get a car, and we'll see how that goes. And that was 10 years ago, wow. and I haven't had a car, I haven't owned a car since then. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, but I don't say that to be like, so you shouldn't have a car because <laughs> I happen to live in a dense place where I can make those sorts of choices and not everybody has that, uh, that privilege or that uh, infrastructure to support that. But I will tell you that I love it. <laughs> so all that intro is to say, here's a song that is pretty long <laughs> and is about that journey. And I hope you hang with me, and please know that there's just no judgment involved in this. This is just how I was feeling at one point. <laughs> and still feel. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Here we go. This is for Zach. <laughs> there's a war on cars. Let's get out the boat. Get out the boat. We won't have a voice now if we don't. We don't want democracy to be a footnote. Let's give it all we got and get out the vote. Try now, let's get out the vote. Let's get out the vote. We won't have a voice now if we don't. We don't want democracy to be a footnote. Let's give it all we got and get out the vote. The Flaudioed? The Flaudioed. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be, I, the whole time that I've been thinking about it and like capturing audio, I'm thinking, I want to make this like the greatest audio. Oh, the Flaudio. It's going to be, the, it's going to be my crowning achievement so far. Or not. I don't want to put any pressure on it. Yeah. Christian, thanks again for all your work. Yeah, man, this yeah. I love, I love your music. I love the lyrics and really enjoyed it and the spirit you brought to it and... Um, I've enjoyed looking at you online and some of your bike stories and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, yeah. I love the groups you guys have here, too. It's it's so cool that um, what you said about the only thing between New Orleans and Tallahassee. Oh, uh -huh. That's crazy. We're the only community that's really done anything. Yeah, we're a little bit a little isolated here, but we've got some stuff, some stuff moving. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's all it... That's, I mean... It's about steps in the right direction, right? You can't, you can't do it all at once. It's incremental. We wish we could, but it's a little bit of the time. Oh, who's bi who biked here? Christian's bike. Christian, nice. First bike in 23 years, so I've had it like two weeks. Are you serious? Yeah. You just got a new bike? I just got it. Oh yeah. my god, dude! It's that's huge. Oh my god, it's huge. Yeah. Doesn't it, like, it? Isn't it the greatest? I set it in the house and I just like look at it and I make sure that I'm, when I'm doing something in another room that I can still see it. You know. <laughs> I had a little dirt bike as a kid and I rode up until I was probably, you know, 13 maybe. And I don't, I can't remember like what happened, but like the bike just went away. Like I mean, we I got rid of I it. I can't remember. And there was either. no bike again until. I was like 20, 21, and this guy I was working with that got a mountain bike, and I see him riding, I was like, man, it just looks like fun. But there was like this eight, nine year period in there where there was no bike, I didn't even think about bikes, yeah. right? And then I started riding, and I was like, this is great. Get out the boat. We won't have a voice now if we don't. 
They don't want the right to see to be a footnote. Let's give it all they got and get out the boat. Let's give it all they got and get out the boat. Let's give it all they got and get out the Make a difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just really surprised we haven't had a hurricane this year yet. It's been really quiet, nothing really coming this way, so but it only takes one hurricane. That's right, this is the season for that, huh? Oh yeah, I think all the way I remember up till uh, mid November. We've had hurricanes in Christmas in December before, like Five years ago, we had one in December. Uh, I mean, they're, I'd rather go through a hurricane than a tornado. I've been through one tornado, and that was actually scarier than a hurricane because it was late at night or whatever, but just laying in bed, then you just, all of a sudden, you could just, it changes the sound outside, and I told the wife, I was like, this doesn't sound right. Next thing I know, it got just, the sound changed again and I opened up the front door of the house and it flung open and I'm watching tree branches fall everywhere and it's like just instinct told everybody to get in the car let's go because my mom lives like two blocks away and now thinking about it I'm like that wasn't probably the best thing to do but for some reason I was like I'm not dying today so I was like everybody get in the car we're going to your grandma's house yeah and everything was good and fine but one of those things where I probably should have just stayed inside and got in the bathroom, probably. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things, like, I've been through a lot of hurricanes, but, like, if it's thunderstorming at night, I kind of get that anxiety feeling again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was definitely something to, something to remember. And the thing, the thing with hurricanes, though, you at least know they're coming. Right. Now, tornadoes do spawn off, or hurricanes spawn off tornadoes, but at least you know it's coming, you got, you're ready for it, but in the middle of the night something happening like that you're definitely not ready for it so yeah i just can't wait for it to get a little bit cooler outside yeah it's the humidity that gets people around here Ooh, that sun comes out from behind the clouds and you are done dude oh yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely from here and the humidity sucks i mean i'm used to it but like when it gets that first little cold blast, I'm, I'm opening the windows and doing all kinds of stuff. So. <laughs> well, hey, man, thank you for the ride. Hey, man, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Hope you have a nice, safe flight. And I've never been on an airplane, so... coming into our state. And those record numbers include 
a number of lockdown politicians who locked down their own people. They criticized Florida, and the first chance they get, what do they do? They escape to freedom in the state of Florida. And why do even these biggest critics and lockdowners come to Florida? Well, I think it's simple. From the very beginning, we refused to let this state descend into some type of Faucian dystopia where people's freedoms are curtailed and their livelihoods are destroyed. We protected people's rights. We protected people's jobs. We protected small businesses and we made sure that every kid in the state of Florida had an opportunity to go to school in person five days a week. In Florida, we reject the biomedical security state, which erodes liberty, harms livelihoods, and divides our society. And we not only reject it if it's government, we have done things like ban vaccine passports and mandates. So we stood for freedom across the board, and the result has been Florida has defeated Fauciism. Freedom has prevailed in the Sunshine State. And I really believe, had Florida not led the way, this country could look like Canada or Australia. We sometimes take freedom for granted. You should not do that after the last two years. It is contested. The left does not want to honor our freedoms, and we have, an op we have a responsibility to fight back on all fronts. People are coming to Florida because they want freedom. So we have an opportunity to make 2022 the year that America fought back. We're going to lead the charge here in Florida, but we need people all over the country to be willing to put on that full armor of God, to stand firm against the left schemes. You'll be met with flaming arrows, but the shield of faith will stop them. You will emerge victorious. And so I can tell you this in Florida, we will be standing our ground. We'll be holding that line. We are not going to back down. We've accomplished more in this state than anyone thought possible, but I can tell you this, we have only begun to fight.